Blog Talk Radio. Somebody out there got a dream. Somebody out there got a Back another Tuesday night, another show, another Ryan and Brian show. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Green. And I'm Brian Johnson. Good evening, my man. What's going on? Man, you know how it is, man. Every Tuesday night, another another show. So uh, definitely excited about uh, we, the countdown, man. Three more shows. We're in December now, wrapping out uh, the year. So we have three more shows, man, before we close out 2012. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what we do. Exactly, exactly. Man, I'm telling you, the the year just flew by. It's crazy yeah, man, it's how crazy, quickly. Yeah. It, it's like the older we get, the faster the time flies. You know, I, I got to agree with you, man, because you sit there and you you look. I know January rolls around. You make so many plans, so many goals, and then you sit there and look. It's already December. It's like, wow, where did the time go? You know, what did I accomplish? What uh, did I not accomplish? And just, you know, you just wonder, wow, what what happened to the year already? So it definitely flew by uh, this year. So, yeah. But um, you know you know what today is, man. But before we even get into the show, you know, I seem to get, I'm, I seem to be the one to always have the, the, the milestones on the show. My birthday, my son's birthday, this show's on both of those days. Now it's my frat's birthday today. So uh, I want to send out a special, special uh, happy Founders Day to the oldest, the coldest, and the boldest, all the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, 106 years old. So definitely shout out to all my frat. Brian, it, it's rarefied air up here, man. I'll let you know how it is so you guys get here. <laughs> hey, well, uh, I, I will say I will say, congratulations, <laughs> man. Uh, that That's quite an accomplishment. And, you know, I give you guys a hard time, but I can say some of my best friends of all time have been uh, Alphas, so... I will I will save any jokes and just say congratulations, man. That's that's good stuff. <laughs> Thank you, man. You know, and that's the only reason I'll even let you slide on some of the stuff. So I'm like, you know, this dude said his best friend was an alpha. So I'm like, you know, I know. No, I mean, his best friend. I mean, I, I have a bunch of buddies, man. I have a bunch of buddies who are alphas, but uh, but yeah. So so I I do, but I I give you all the business. Part of it is my brainwashing. <laughs> I understand, but hey, we're 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 all black men, uh, positive, educated, you know. Charismatic for the most part, and uh, and hey, you always got got a root for for folks doing positive things. That's all I gotta say. Absolutely. All right, man. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Speaking of positive things, man, um, you know it's, it's the the um, NFL man, the 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 rookie of the year talk is starting to really um, you know pick up, man. And um, before last night, we had a discussion in the group about you know who should be the rookie of the year, and some people chimed in. And then we watched RG3 on Monday Night Football <laughs> last night. And I got to say, that started swaying some votes, man. Right now, Andrew Luck and RG3 are in the uh, the pretty much it's, it's a you know two-horse race right now. And I know you got to see Andrew Luck uh, firsthand against your Detroit Lions last night or yesterday. 
uh, well, not yesterday, Sunday. Uh, so I know you got to see him up close and personal in that comeback he had. I, um, I was watching RG3 on Monday. Uh, who 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 do you have picked right now? Thinking uh, you know, and why should they have rookie of the year? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, number one, uh, I think that that was a serious meltdown by the Detroit Lions. But you might know that that my AFC my AFC team is the Colts, man. So you know, I, I won either way on that one, kind of. Okay. <laughs> At least I tell myself that. But um, but I would say that RG three probably has has it, man. And I'll tell you the reason why is uh, record. You know, they uh, the skins are are doing a lot better in terms of record, if I recall correctly. Um, the other thing is, dude, I, I just when you got a man, I mean, I understand. I know RG three is like challenging Cam a lot of Cam Newton's records that he put up uh, as rookie of the year last year. And you know, if you do that, I mean, the the rookie of the year category is a statistical category in my opinion. So I got to give it to the guy who can put up numbers with his arm, with his legs. You know, wins games. Gets concussions, comes back, <laughs> and keeps playing. So I'm going with 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 the man with with the uh, with the braids, uh, Robert Griffin the third. What about you? Yeah, you know, before last night's game, I was thinking, uh, I was, I was, you know what? It's probably going to be Andrew Luck. Uh, he's the, the pure passer. He's what the people look for when they vote. And then I saw RG three. I mean, and I think, um, you know, he's he's broken a couple of Peyton Manning's rookie records. His team is eight and three right now. Or maybe it's eight and four. I don't know what the record is. Yeah, the Colts are doing really well. Uh, okay. better. They have a better record than the Redskins, actually. You know, um, that, actually, that's what I thought as I said it. You notice I kind of yeah. couched it, but right, but I, I didn't the want to. The Lions suck. I don't finish. follow. I don't follow when the Lions <laughs> suck. Really, I'll be honest. Right. <laughs> so you know, I, but I was looking at that, and, and Andrew Luck has definitely had a good year. But I think that he's done what people expected him to do. Really, when you think about it. Uh, but when we look at uh, Robert Griffith the third. I mean, people. There were a lot of believers. There were still people who thought maybe he wouldn't be as good as he is. And, I, and like you said, when he's, uh, he actually broke Cam Newton's uh, rushing record for a rookie quarterback last night, uh, and he still has four games left <laughs> to, to make that, you know, even a bigger record. Uh, he had, he broke was the only rookie ever to throw four touchdowns in two straight games. Uh, he has nine touchdowns in the last three games. I mean, he's winning the division right now. I mean, when you look at uh, – and, and the fact that he's – uh, you know, doing it with his legs and his arm. I mean, he's running the option. They don't even run the option in the NFL. <laughs> but uh, RG three made him run it because that's just how good he is. So my well, well, I'll him, tell you man. what. If I could, if I could chime in there, you know what I think is probably the balancing factor, uh, or the or the the factor that tips the scales, I should say, is the fact that RG three plays for the Redskins, man, and. You know, the Colts are a, a top flight organization. They have a couple, you know, I mean they they've been they've been putting together good teams for a while now. Right. The the skins on the other hand, uh, they have been spending like super large have super large uh payrolls and, and they can't, you know, put wins together. So the fact that he's having the success that he's having on the Redskins, man, I think that might give him a little uh yeah. a little extra feather in his cap. Absolutely, I agree with that because I mean it's been you know I, I don't I didn't start following the Redskins until this year really, so I, but I know it's been a long time since they've been in the playoffs and really had something to cheer about. So it's exciting, you know, it's exciting around here to have uh, you know people really happy to watch the Redskins and see what RG three is doing. And like you said, with, with the Colts, I mean they 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 were so horrible last year because they weren't planning to not have Peyton Manning, you know. So those two wins came because you know they just had no backup plan. Uh, but you see, what, you know, when they put another quarterback in there with a plan, 
they, they bounce right back. So I think mm-hmm. definitely the um, what RG3 has been able to do, uh, and, and they named him captain and everything, I think that's a great, great thing. So definitely rookie of the year, I think, should be him right now. So, but, um, yeah, man, so we, we uh, you know, as we do the first week of every month, we go to our leadership university. So we want to jump into that. We got to, well, before we get to that, 646-652-2647, 646-652-2647 is the number you can call into the show if you want to uh, chime in with a comment or a question. We have uh, a couple of guests coming up later on in the show. We have a young lady uh, a five-year-old author who is going to be on the show. I'm looking forward to talking to her, and her dad's going to be on the show as well. So looking forward to that a little later in the show. Uh, then, of course, we got on our first week of the month, we bring on the love doctor. The we love got, doc. <laughs> we got some big questions we want to ask him um, this this month. So got some things uh, ready, lined up for him as well. Uh, but like we start off every first month, every first week of the month, Leadership University, because we like to have, you know, a show with some stuff, and trying to get some people some stuff to make them better for the uh, the month. So this month what we're going to do is, you know, Brian, I have this new book coming out called Create a Better You, and I talk about uh, if you want a better life, you must create a better you. And in this book I talk about 12 different elements to uh, really improve upon uh, to create a better you. I talk about taking that personal responsibility and, and building yourself up and making yourself better in order to uh, – have better things around your life, to have a better life, you know, starting with yourself and building yourself up first. And, and what we want to talk about tonight is um, really where the book starts. And I want to share this, and, and this is an exclusive, man. No one's heard this stuff yet. No one's seen this stuff. The book's not even out to the end of this month. But I wanted to kind of share some stuff on the show and really talk through some things with you like we do uh, for our leadership university, man. And uh, the first thing I talk about in uh, the book, the first element is creating a better you, is I talk about creating a better connection. Uh, you know, when you're talking about trying to really uh, get back on track with your life, trying to evaluate where you've been, we talk about how fast this year has gone by, and many of us are sitting there looking like, what did I do with this year? You know, how, you know, I'm just kind of out there, lost focus. How do I get it back? Uh, you know, how do I figure out where I'm supposed to go? So I talk about the connection, and there's three different kinds of connection we want to start with first. Because, you know, if you're looking for some kind of power, you got to connect into the power source, right? So uh, the first element, the first piece, rather, of that connection piece I'm talking about is is creating a better spiritual connection. Now, when I talk about spiritual connection, Brian, you and I, we, you know, we both know we're, we're both uh, Christians, so we know where our spiritual connection is. And uh, in the book, I, I talk about why that's so important. Uh, regardless of what your religion is or what you believe, I talk about just having some kind of connection to something bigger than yourself. Uh, you know, being able to say, you know what, uh, understanding that you're not out here alone, you're not the one necessarily driving uh, your 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 destiny and your purpose. And I talk about uh, really connecting, reconnecting to that, that bigger piece of you. So, Brian, you know, I, I'm going to put you on the spot and kind of, you know, give some input from you on, on talk about, when, when you had to really reconnect with that, make that spiritual connection, and why that was so important and, and, and powerful for yourself when you talk about uh, you know, creating a better you. Well, you know, the, the easiest thing to, to come uh, that comes to mind is, uh, is is tragedies, you know, in your life. And most people that listen to the show know that my mom passed this year. I had a friend that died about my best friend, the, the alpha you talked about, died uh, three years ago, and my dad died, at, you know, three years ago too. And you know, one thing that having that spiritual connection, like you said, looking at uh, understanding that there's something bigger than you, 
you know, it just helps you to to stay more optimistic. You know, as as you're as you're you know in a in a downtime in your life, uh, sometimes it's hard to to see the sun. You know, and and having that spiritual connection often is that sun. You know, it's that you know even though even though uh, a lot of things are going bad in my life, you know, God still loves me. Or and and I'm not sure those that don't believe in God, you know, whatever that spiritual connection is, you know, that that that's still out there, and that's um and that's really important. So. Uh, basically, when when I went through both those things, I, I leaned so heavily on my on my um, spiritual connection that I I really don't know how people who don't have that spiritual connection deal with it. You know, so so that so that's that would easily be the first thing I think about uh, when I when I've had to tap into that spiritual connection. Yeah, and that, that's huge. And I know that's uh, it's been 12 years now, but that was what same thing for me when my mom passed away. But even more recently, and I talk about it more in depth in the book, is uh, dealing with my divorce. You know, going through that process uh, the last four years, uh, just really uh, going through that, and and then trying to figure out well, when when you, when you plan your whole life, when you have something, uh, when you see things happening one way, and you're trusting God for that, and then it doesn't go that way, and it's like, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, what's going on here? And you're trying to figure things out, and it's like, you know, trying to, uh, I really had to to, to to reconnect and say, listen, it didn't work out, uh, you know, the way I hoped it worked out, what necessarily, what wasn't his fault. <laughs> you know, I had to take the blame and understand that, uh, you know, God wasn't the one who did it. So I had to make, take the time to reconnect, uh, you know, because when you're out there in your wilderness, you're out there alone, a lot. it's, it's very easy just to say, you know what, I'm not going to read anymore. You know, you forget to pray. Uh, you're just out there, just trying to figure it out. When, when you, someone like ourselves, you're educated. You think you, you, you can, you know, all your life. That's what you've been doing. You've been a problem solver. Uh, sometimes you forget just to yield and just, say, you know, what I got to connect with the source. And, and uh, that way, you know, and then that'll get us in trouble. So I found right. myself doing that, and I had to make sure I, I reconnected uh, spiritually and just trying to figure out where I was supposed to go and make sure I was in His will uh, as well. So uh, good stuff, man. Now, and that takes us to the next piece. The next element we're talking about creating a better connection is is that purpose connection, uh, becoming connected stronger to your purpose. Now, you and I talk about purpose all the time, uh, and, and and I think this is one of the biggest uh, pieces that people struggle with is understanding uh, what their purpose is, what they're supposed to be doing, and and and. and that giving them that direction through that purpose. Um, so, you know, for me, it, it was the same thing. I was going through this. I, was, I know what I was was called to do. However, the motivation was gone. There was nothing uh, making me want to do it anymore. You know, I was like, I'm sitting here helping other people, but I'm hurting on the inside. You know, so I'm trying to figure out how am I supposed to do that? You know, what can I really offer other people? Uh, but at the same time, it was that purpose that kept calling me, that kept pushing me, that wouldn't let me quit. I think that, uh, you know, connecting to that purpose helps you through those hard times. It helps you uh, fight through the, the unknowns. It helps you uh, push through the hardships because you know, okay, I know why this is happening. I know what the end goal is because I know what I'm purposed to be and what I'm purposed to do. So while it's not easy to go through, it does give me a little more focus and a little. I, I can see the the light at the end of the tunnel uh, easier sometimes than I had had I not known why I was even out here and what I was supposed to be doing in the first place. So uh, you know, and I know you. Uh, we would talk a lot about um, trying to find that purpose. So you know what, uh, when you talk about connecting to to your purpose, 
what's been your experiences with that? Yeah, well, one thing that that I I think uh, I mean you you mentioned per, knowing your purpose or connecting to your purpose helping you in hard times. Well, you know what what I what I found is that even in good times, so I mean. Sometimes you get bored, you know, you hit a plateau. <laughs> you you you've made money, you 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 find you find yourself going to work every day, coming home, you're in kind of a a, a um you're in a, a practice a routine and you can't and you're not you stop being happy because things are so mundane, but you know, when when you really feel that you connected to your purpose and you're operating in that, it fights it fights that boredom, it fights that that uh that uh lack of satiation and and you're just you know you're just operating on on kind of a different level so my my um experience has been when i feel like i'm operating in that purpose even when the bills are getting paid and, and the family's good and everybody's happy you know i'm i'm actually happy on the inside as well because i i know that i'm doing what i was purposed to do all right well good stuff good stuff yeah, and I, and I agree with that. I, I, it, it does make the tough decisions hard, too, because when you know right. what's supposed to be happening. So good stuff, man. And then the final piece of this that we talked about, that I talk about in the book, uh, after we talk about connecting with, uh, a spirit, you know, creating a better spiritual connection than creating a better purpose connection, then I talk about creating a better people connection. You know, and, and I actually I talk about, um, I, I won't spoil it, but I, I do uh, talk about our connection, you and me, in the book, but you know, one thing that that I always look at you and your people that that you're connected with that I always admired was like, you know, your people and your friends and, and the network that you keep, um, they they rally behind you, like they support you, they really want to see you succeed. They really, uh, you know, at least that's the way from the outside looking in. That's what I see now. Of course, you know, you might say, "No, them bamboos never answer my call." <laughs> so you might just have a bunch of good actors as friends. I don't know. Right, right, but, right. Yeah. <laughs> We front, but, uh, we front, yeah, dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, but right, when we first joined the face, when we first created the Facebook group, you know, and it was it was all the people from Michigan coming in, and then all the people from Maryland. I was like, wow. Uh, and remember, I don't know if you remember or not, but we had the um, the the we were doing the video challenge that time when we first started the group, and it's like everybody without fail who was from Michigan was supporting you regardless. They didn't even care. Like he's from Michigan, we down with him. We vote for Brian. <laughs> and I was like, I look at that connection with people. And I think that, um, you know, when we talk about creating a better you, uh, so many times we get stuck saying, you know, if something's going to be done right, i got to do it myself. And that's just, uh, that, that's not the, 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 the formula for success. You know, when you want to deal, when you're doing something big, uh, John C. Maxwell said nothing, uh, no big accomplishment has ever been done by one person alone. You need other people, you know, and uh, and we talk about building that better connection to other people. I think that's so important. You know, this show wouldn't have been this show wouldn't be on the air had you and not had you and I not decided that a connection to each other was going to be better than us trying to do our own thing. So, uh, you know, you know, talk to us about how connections have, have impacted your life when you talk about connecting to other people. Well, well, I think one thing that I've I've learned about connecting with other people is that sometimes you know some people don't really know how to connect to other people, and and even as we talk about connecting to your purpose, you know some people don't know what their purpose is, and actually I found that connecting with other people actually can help you get to that purpose because uh, when you know you talk about my friends and and how they rally behind me. 
people that are really close to me, they know that I will do, I, I will give so much to people. You know, that's my thing. I mean, I'm not really a people pleaser, but I like people, and I and and one of my purposes in life is just helping people. And but you know how I found that out was actually buying into some other people's visions and helping those people. So you know, you you talk about how do you connect with people. One one way is just you know kind of going out of your way to try to help them. And when I say help them, I mean in a way that's going to be helpful. You know, not helping them cheat on their wife or something like that. You know, <laughs> something that's going to like feed their spirit. You know, get get people and even you know people on the street or whatever it is. Get somebody some food or get somebody some money or or really you know get somebody a call and make sure that you're checking up on people and then what what happens is that you know I truly believe that the that the blessings end up coming back to you because because somebody else you know pays it forward so you know that that's a big deal. Uh, we talk about not doing. I mean, having a purpose and and being and staying uh, motivated and all these things. Well, a, a lot of ways to stay motivated is just to say, hey, I'm, I want to help other people and, and to watch. You know, the the fruits of that help develop, and and that's really a big deal. And it, and, and it ends up coming back through very very strong and real um, connections. So that that's kind of been my experience. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you said so much right there, man, and, and that's so true. I think so many people get caught up uh, in their own goals, their own vision, their own, uh, you know, plans, but they f- don't realize the benefit in planting that seed in other people and trying to sow into the lives of other people and how, <clears throat> excuse me, and how uh, it will come back in some form or fashion and help you, you know, down the line. So, uh, you know, you said it. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I think that uh, one, one of the things you talked about was that was, my thing was I always, and people don't believe me when I say this, but I'm a shy person. I'm, I'm, I really am a shy person. I struggle with one-on-one interactions. I can talk to a crowd of tens of thousands of people with no problem, but trying to connect on a on a smaller level, then that, that's that's my weakness. So I think that that's hindered certain relationships of mine. And I look at you, and I look at people like you, and say, you know what? That's I kind of model myself. I try to break out of that shell and try to make sure I can foster those. Uh, uh, relationships and, and by sowing into other people, I want to help people. I love helping people. I try to do that. Um, however, you know sometimes it, it's it, it's difficult when when uh, you're trying to do it. So I definitely uh, like what you were saying on that, man. Hey, man. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that I'm in your book somewhere. I, I, I think I might actually buy it now. So I'm in it. That's funny because I said I said in the book if Brian doesn't buy the book I'm going to rewrite it and take him out. So yeah, that, that that's in there. So, but uh, yeah, so that that's Leadership University for this uh, month. You know, that's just a sneak peek on what's going to happen, what's what's coming out rather in um, a new book, Create a Better You. Uh, so you can get um, more information on how to pre-order that book uh, right now at www.abetteryoubook.com. Go ahead on there and, and pre-order that book. And uh, you can get all 12 elements uh, as soon as it comes out in the end of uh, this month. So we're going to keep it moving, man, because we have a young lady on the show. And I know as late as it is, she should be in the bed. So we're going to go ahead and move on so we're not keeping her up much later. But why don't you go ahead and introduce our next guest, Brian? Great. Well, it's my pleasure uh, tonight to introduce actually a couple people. Uh, These are these are actually friends of mine uh, who I met back in Charlotte, North Carolina. Who I I met and 
instantly had a connection. We had some some funny stories, but uh, you know, we since mo- moved on, and he has uh, been blessed with a beautiful uh, daughter, five year old Lauren Marie Burks, and uh, and I'd like to introduce again, uh, Mr. Rob Burks. Welcome to hey, the show. Hey, what's going on, Ryan Brian? Welcome to the show. Hey, how y'all doing? Wonderful, doing great. great. Have you on? Good, good, good. So, so the first thing, um, Rob, like I said, uh, thank you and welcome to the show. But I'm sure people listening are saying a five-year-old author. <laughs> so, so is uh, is Lauren on the line? Can she say hello if she's on the line? Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Oh, and so and Lauren, we already we already told people, uh, but. Just in case they didn't hear, how old are you again? Five and three quarters. Five and three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know every every month counts. You are absolutely right, and and we hear that you actually have a book. Is that true? Yes. And, and what is your book called? My one hundred hands. Your one hundred hands. Okay, yes. that that is a very interesting title. What is? Can you tell us what the book's about? It's about when my one hundred hands help 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 me learn and help and help other kids learn. Your one hundred hands help you learn and help other kids learn. Excellent, excellent. And the reason that uh, that I wanted to have. Um, them on the show today is that the book, the story about how the book came to be is just really interesting. So, um, Rob, uh, Rob or Lauren, <laughs> could you could you tell us how the book came to be? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, Lauren is, um, you know, uh, she she's got the attention span of a five year old, right? And we're always trying to keep her on task if we're going somewhere or doing something. Is trying to keep her on task. And one day uh, this past spring, I was getting Lauren and and my uh, son. He's he, he'll be two month two years in a, in a couple of months. But uh, we were all getting dressed, getting ready to go somewhere. And it's always Lauren, put on your socks. Lauren, put on your pants. Lauren, put on your shirt. Lauren, put on any parent knows a five year old. You've got to tell them multiple times. So this one day she says, "Daddy, I wish I had a hundred hands." And I, I thought to myself, hmm. But then I dismissed it, honestly. I dismissed it. I said, come on, girl, put your clothes on. we we got to go. We're going to be late. For whatever reason, that resonated with me. It just it stuck with me. And I kept thinking about it and thinking about it so that the next time we were getting dressed to go somewhere, I stopped and I said, I said, hey, what would you do if you had 100 hands? And she said, well, they could help me get dressed for school easier. I talked to myself, really? She said, yeah, they can help me put lotion on my back where I can't reach. Really? Yeah. She went on down the line of things they would do. So I went to my wife and I said, Kim, this sounds like something here. This this sounds, I hear a children's book here. And she said, really? So I told her about it. And we both pulled out our phones, digital age, right? And we started recording Lauren talking about all the things she would do if she had 100 hands. And she went on and on about 20 to 30 different things that she would do if she had 100 hands. You know, she could walk all the dogs in the neighborhood. They would fix breakfast. They would clean a room, put up curtains. 
they can fly. And and here here's the one that hit me in, in perfect time you guys are talking about spiritual connections. She says that they can fly all the way up to heaven. Wow. And wow. Yeah. So from you know from there that's kind of how the, the book came about, man. It's just me being a, a an attentive parent and, and thinking, you know, hey, maybe there's something that can come out of my child's idea. And here we are, about nine months later, and we're published and ready to go. Wow. Now, I have a question for Lauren. Lauren, are you still there? Yes. Okay. Now I have an eight-year-old daughter. And, and Dad, I'm sorry to tell you this, but she, did, she, she my eight-year-old still is the same way. So, <laughs> Lauren, my daughter needs a hundred hands too. She sounds just like you. What's the favorite thing that you're able to do with your one hundred hands? So, well, well, the first thing is that they're good. They're helpful. And it can do lots of stuff. <laughs> like that's a little tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I'm Make lemonade. Make lemonade. Excellent. Look, look. We can tell it's been a while since Ryan's had a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sitting here like I'm. I'm so I say I'm cheesing so hard right now because I feel like I'll, my daughter's bothering you. Wow, that's awesome. That's well, awesome. Well, that's great. And then and and so uh, you know, I think uh, Rob. I, I know a lot of people talk about writing books. You know, we have adults that talk about writing books and getting published. And you just said that that you did this in nine months. Now, had you had you. Had you all written a book before? How did you really know how to go about uh, going from the idea phase to actually getting it, um, you know, getting it published? Because, I mean, you had focus groups and all types of crazy stuff. I'm like, what is this guy doing? So talk a little bit about that process. Um, well, you know, I, I jumped in head first, man. I I really I really didn't. Um... Okay, she's, she's tired <laughs> Yeah, I guess you guys heard that, right, Dad? I'm right. tired, and so yes, it's <laughs> off the bad chance time, sweetie. Go ahead, go to bed. I'll... <laughs> All right. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> she had to let me know it was her bedtime. Uh, I, figured, I figured that was coming soon. Right, right. But you know, I jumped. You know, to answer your question, Brian, I jumped in head first, man. I didn't really know what I was doing. I'll be candid. I didn't really know. I I thought that okay, well, if I've got this idea, and I'm thinking of it. I'm thinking of a children's book. Well, now I need an artist. I need someone to illustrate the book for me. Um, that's not my call, and I believe very, very strongly in staying in your lane. And I don't draw. <laughs> so, what I what I did was, um, I'm in Cincinnati. I went to the University of Cincinnati. Uh, I'm looking at my pockets, and I'm saying, well, I don't have a whole lot of money to pay somebody, but I know I need to pay someone. I'll call the University of Cincinnati. They've, they've got the College of Design, Art, Architecture, and Planning. Uh, I reached out to one of the professors in uh, illustrations, art, just the, the general field of illustrations and art, and said, "Hey, any of your students, would any of your students be willing to illustrate a children's book, take on a project for me, kind of do some logos and some sketches and drawings, and see what we come up." And so they sent out that kind of almost like an RFP, I guess, if you will. And they 
at, I asked if they would send me their portfolio and resumes, and they did. And Kim and I sat down and looked at them, and we interviewed pretty much all of them. I'd say we interviewed about eight or nine artists from the University of Cincinnati, and or at least had graduated from there. And we found one that we liked, and of course she was way too expensive. Uh, then we found one we liked, and all of a sudden she stopped doing children's books. And then talk about spiritual connections. Again, I think that part of your, you guys' show tonight was right on point because the young lady who actually illustrated the book, um, we had the best connection with her, and her illustrations were on point. And we started talking, and we developed that trust relationship, and there we are. So that was part of it, and uh, it finding someone to illustrate it. And then from there, I just went online and started asking, you know, typing in questions for Google about, um, you know, publishers and and started learning and learning more and more. Um, and the focus groups you, you mentioned, Brian, were just me thinking, I know if I'm looking over my paper, I don't see the mistakes I'm making. So let me get my friends and family in to look over the work we're doing and tell me what they think. And so we would have we had a couple of conference calls with uh, folks to kind of look over the illustrations and then look over the manuscript and make sure that it sounded and looked like we were anticipating or at least wanting it to. And that's how the process began, really. Okay. So so. Uh, Rob, how can we actually get our hands, our no, no pun intended, our hands on the book uh, now that it's been uh, that it's been published? Right. So uh, right now you can purchase it from my from our website. It's called my100hands.com, and that's my the number 100hands.com. And there's you know maybe six six pages there where it'll give you a little bit about the book. Actually, some ex- excerpts are on that page on the are uh, on the website where you can see a few of the pages and the illustrations. And then, of course, there is a buy the book page, and you can go there and purchase it. We're do- we we uh, created a version in both English and Spanish. And Lauren in her classes, you know, she's speaking Spanish, counting the Spanish, uh, counting the fifty in Spanish, things of that nature. So I figured for her classmates, we would do one at least in Spanish. I also have one in Chinese, but we just haven't gotten there yet to putting it out there. But you can purchase wow. either the English or the Spanish copies on the website there. Awesome. You know, you said that you didn't have any uh, experience, but I think that that one little piece you just said at the end uh, is huge. And I've been in publishing since 2005, and, and just the fact that you went in right off the bat was already starting in um, another language in your book is going to put you so far ahead of so many other um authors um, out there, so understanding the market and really making sure you can capitalize on both uh, is huge, so that, that's good stuff right there. So, Yeah, now, thank you. Mm-hmm. Before we had to let you go, I mean, what, you know, we got to listen, unfortunately, you know, I know Lauren had to go to sleep, but uh, what, what, what experience, how has this book um, improved her attention span. Like, how has it helped her? And you know, knowing that she has a book out now, and that you know, you guys have this tool to go through. Uh, had you seen any kind of change in her behavior and her focus or anything like that? Um, you know, Lauren is. Yeah, I have, and, and she's already named the second book. Right? <laughs> she's just she's a little more aware of how her ideas can come to life. And she now, I don't know that she recognizes it, but she certainly exhibits the behavior of, 
I'm going to speak something, and it can come to life if I speak it. And so the other day she said, I know the name of the the next book, Daddy. My 100 Hands Go to School. <laughs> wow. So, awesome. And I here I am trying to figure out what's going to be the next book and where are we going with this next and you know how to keep her engaged. And she is engaged. Every time she hears me talking about it or uh, she perks up and she wants to try and tell the story too. And uh, So, yeah, she's definitely been engaged. It's definitely changed her a little bit in, in that if nothing else, if, if I make not a dime off of this book, it was worth the experience of just showing her that you can do anything you set your mind to. All you need to do is just have a little imagination, creativity, and faith, and you know you can do whatever you set your mind to. So, well, well, Rob, as we are on the on the phone, I just bought a copy myself. So, uh, hopefully, that'll go towards helping you get that uh, that, that return on your investment. And you know, we're, we're asking all, all the people on the line or, or that are listening to the the show today or listen to the replay afterwards to go and actually check out this book. This is just an awesome story. I'm I'm personally inspired by it. So, uh, you know, we, we thank you uh, for coming on to the show today. And please keep us up to date with how, how things are going. You know, we've been known to blow, blow up some uh, – some people. So if you if you if you start seeing all the orders coming in, you just uh, you know where that came from. Yeah. Well, no. Thank you guys, man, for having the show and then you know letting us come on and talk about the, the book. Uh, and I'll say I'll mark it right here. This is gonna blow up. And when it does, and when we're on Steve Harvey or 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 Ellen DeGeneres, whichever one is gonna want us to come on the show, I'm gonna make sure I say first interview ever was on the Ryan and Brian show. I make sure I I give you my word on that. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well well thanks a lot man. We appreciate it and, and uh and you go tuck that beautiful little girl in. Yeah, I'll do it. Thanks Brian. Thanks Brian. Take it easy. All right, talk to you later Ryan. Man, that was awesome. That you know that Ryan loved the kids. I know, really <laughs> I know, me too. I, I was cheesing. You know, you know, the thing is that I love the kids so much, I let them get away with that Steve Harvey reference because you know how we feel about Steve Harvey. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I wasn't going. You know, he's our guest. We didn't give him the rules up front, so I wasn't going to say that. I'm like, but if he's going to say our name, I'm like, okay, all right, 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 okay. Oh, hold on, you know what? Say, <laughs> you know what? I was sell out, man. I was, sell, you know, if he was saying our name, was, I, I was sell out. I can't even lie. About yeah, I ain't really mad at that. I ain't mad at that. If you're going to get on there, then that's what you better do. You better at least mention us. You know, right. that's all exactly. I'm and, and if we ever get on there, you will be the one with the eight-button suit because I will not huh? do that for any <laughs> for any amount of money and or publicity. Yeah, about, about, we talked about it a couple of years ago. I'm about to go ahead and make that uh, that diss record that we talked about. <laughs> make that diss record uh, against Steve Harvey and Michael Basin. We can go ahead and blow up at their expense. The 50 Cent School of Marketing. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, man, next time we got to go ahead and get um, Lauren on the air during the daytime so she can stay up the whole time. <laughs> right, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so that was cool. You, you made fun of me about having to. Not having a five-year-old, man. Can I have my moment? I mean, it's been two and a half years since my daughter was five. I mean, I forgot. I thought you were about to ask her the the, uh, the theory of relativity in a minute. I'm like, dude, that was a complex question you just I mean, asked. Her favorite hand, I don't know. I just she picked the first one. That's all those kids say. The first one to think of. She was really about to break it down for me. I was like, oh, she okay. was. She's smart. Though. She's smart. That's good, man. You you have you you must challenge the kids, man. And it, it, if you don't ask them the questions, they'll never come up with the answer. So that that was awesome. 
Absolutely. Very, very uplifting and inspiring guest. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of challenging the kids, man, it's time to go to our next segment. So, I mean, well, that's really <laughs> not a good segment. <laughs> it's time to go to our segment, man. This is the segment that everyone look forward to once a month, man. You know who he is. Let's bring it on, ladies and gentlemen. The Love Doctor, Peter hey, Boyd. Hey, hey, Brian, how are you guys doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Hey, it was it was awesome, man. How was yours? It was great. It was uneventful, but never again will I do that drive down to South Carolina. 13 hours, got stuck in a traffic jam outside of Charlotte. It was more than what I anticipated, but uh, coming back was not too bad. We took a little detour uh, through Tennessee, got to 75, and got back in about 12.5 hours. Uh, you know, the wow. funny thing is, you're telling us like we didn't already know because you were dropping the breadcrumbs on your Facebook status during the whole trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I felt like I was there with you. So yeah, just do something, man. <laughs> right, now, I know we're I know we're gonna get into the love questions, but I just have to ask you because it was you, your mom, and your dad, right? Yeah. How how was how was that drive? And you know, the, is your dad a love doctor too? I mean, were you feeling any <laughs> of the love vibe? You know, cooped up in the car with those two lovebirds. Oh, man, I love my parents, man. I've loved them all 36 years of my life that I've been on this earth. Uh, we're listening to music on satellite radio and doing music trivia. I mean, they're they're just uh, awesome parents, the best parents in the world. Gotcha, but no love vibe. Oh, of course there's love, man. I mean, i got nothing but love for them. Did you drive at all, or were you just sitting in the back seat the whole time? Oh, I did uh, some driving. Uh, quite a bit, and uh, it was fun. I enjoyed uh, trying my dad's new ride, so it was it was awesome. Oh, yeah, what, what kind of car? What kind of car are you driving? 2013 Dodge Charger RT with the Hemi. Oh, Many people right. call it the, the police car, and, uh, yeah, I was uh, going up to about 85 at some points, even passing the police, but no tickets. <laughs> That's oh, awesome. You put, your, you put your head out the window and, and uh, make a siren noise? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do that. <laughs> I wasn't being uh, <laughs> that rambunctious. <laughs> right. You had to pull them out of line. Being buckled up in the back. That's funny. <laughs> oh no, I was in the front, bro. I'm a, I'm a tall brother. I can't. Uh, the back seat's kind of cramped. Are you with your mama in the back? Oh yeah, yeah. No, okay. Sure. Man, you ain't tall, Peter. Come on, man. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> about that. Go ahead, fly. You're not tall. Bro, well, you're not short. You're not short at all, but I mean, you're not tall. Five nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's not tall, Peter. I'm it's not tall, Pete. You like oh, my height. <laughs> but anyway, right, right. anyway, let's <laughs> what we got to want to go for. Let's go. <laughs> all right, enough of the small talk, man. We need you to drop some of that science for us, Pete. You know, wait, that, drop some of that damn science. Yeah, you well, I need you. I need you to clean it up for me. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. No. <laughs> yeah, be careful. We had kids on earlier, so you know, <laughs> never know. The kids asleep. The kids asleep. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Prime time. But Pete, big story in the news last week, man. Um, young lady uh, got arrested for beating up her boyfriend over some bad sex, and uh, you know I know this troubled you, and you you wrote you know you you posted it in our Facebook group about this situation. I think it was terrible. I think that um you know if you can't give your your woman good loving, then you probably should be beat up. But um. You know, I know that you're a nonviolent person, Pete. So before we get, in, I want I want to get some advice for I mean, in a second. But just kind of, I mean, have you ever been in that situation where one was beating you up? And I guess for those men who have been in that situation, any advice you have on how to keep the love while your woman is beating you up? 
I've never, ever been in a situation where a physical altercation has occurred, and I thank God for that because that is the last thing that I would want to deal with. And, sure, people have disagreements in relationships and marriages and what have you, and communications is basically the key. You have to just speak your mind in a peaceful manner, not in a violent manner or condescending manner, and just tell your you know, partner what you want. And if you cannot come to uh, basically an amends or uh, compromise, then that means it's time to move on to the next level. Right. Well, hold on, hold on. In terms of dating or whatever. Just, just one second, because, you know, one of the reasons we get you on this show is because we know that you keep it real. You drop that damn science, and you don't pull any punches. But So my question is, man, I love the, the talk about communication, but what do you do when that's just not working, man? I mean, how do you how do you get through when, if that's just not working? If it gets to the argumentative stage, then you need to step outside and get some fresh air before you decide to do something you'll later regret. And like I said, if you cannot come to a compromise or tone it down to a you know peaceful resolution, then you just have to leave. It's, it's not worth even trying to save if, if you can't uh, see eye to eye or at least 50-50. And and then my my last question on this topic would be, what what would you say to a, a man? I mean, if if a man was in this situation and he and he's getting, you know, he's getting physically assaulted, but you know he still loves the woman, and you know he's feeling like he's he's less of a man. Do you think that would make him less of a man to get beat up, or or what what type of advice would you give to to that guy? He's trying his best to you know to do the right thing. Sure. Right. And- you, you don't want to touch a woman. I do not advocate touching a woman, you know, physically. It's not worth you going to jail for. Uh, I've had friends who have been in situations like that on the real, and, you know, they got out. Uh, some of them did press charges against them, but they did not touch them at all. And you, you just have to, you know, try to do your best to make sure your safety is not compromised and uh, you don't hurt the other person. So, you just have to exercise discretion. You ever had a, I, I, you know, it's funny you said that, and I know, Peter, you like the exorcist-type sex. You ever had a woman who wants you to get physical with her? Kind of like, I, I I wouldn't feel comfortable with that, but I know some women like that. You ever uh, been in a situation like that where a woman really wants you to be be rough with her like that? I have. Or you just make that stuff up about the exorcist? No, I, I mean, I have uh, been in a situation where women want to be, want me to be uh, super aggressive, and I try to meet their expectations, but at the same time, like I said, still keeping my gentlemanly stance and, and not uh, trying to do anything that will uh, physically harm them in any way, shape, or form. Okay. All right. He goes with the gentlemanly gusto. I like that. Right. So right. you know when he when he said stance, I'm kind of seeing him like like yeah, standing, just like with his legs staggered or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like putting the one his best leg forward, like how you like me now. That's what I saw. Right. Him right. Saying. Like like Superman pose. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, Pete, let's get some to some advice, man. <clears throat> now, what what can some guys do who who want to um improve their performance. If they have a woman who's communicated, baby, you're just not cutting it. Um, I need you to do something better. I need you to either last longer, go stronger, you know, give me more gusto. 
what advice are there any kind of supplements maybe people can take or any kind of um stance they could in, in you know in 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 put into their routine uh to make them really you know go in and 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 satisfy their ladies well, the first thing they need to do before they take any type of supplements or things of like that nature, they need to go get checked out by the doctor, uh, see what the doctor has to say, uh, have them check out their testosterone level, and once they get through all that, then, you know, they should be okay if needed to uh, take any of the supplements. They have supplements, of course, you know, over-the-counter uh, that you can get at a reasonable price. So it, it just depends on the uh, individual. Of course, you know, they say, man, uh, once they get to the age of 40, their metabolism starts to die, but that's why, you know, it, it's important for them to get checked out and, and make sure, you know, that they're okay, and, uh, you know, if, they, if they're able to, if they don't have any reaction or anything, then they can, you know, use those uh, supplements, and also just work out, too, I mean, just to try to stay healthy as well, to keep your stamina up. When you said metabolism, do you mean metabolism or, or testosterone? I'm sorry, my, uh, testosterone. Thank you. Yeah, testosterone. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. testosterone. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, your metabolism changes the theory, but yeah, your testosterone uh, okay. starts to uh, change around 40. Okay. All right. So, you know, Peter, I, I think as you're doing your, you know, you have your YouTube series. You, you might want to think about a uh, YouTube series that shows men how to exercise. You know, little things that that can that can keep them uh, giving the gusto, kind of like you do, uh, in 30 minutes or less. That, that would probably be really helpful. It's not a bad idea, uh, Brian. Well, I think I'll you, take that into consideration for the future. Do you have exercises that you, you like to do that kind of help you perform better that we could kind of share with? I, I know we kind of put you on the spot with that. Then we'll let the secret out. But, I mean, do you have exercises that help with you? Well, just, I, do you know, I, I go out to the, just work on the gym a couple Times a week. So like what? What do you do in the gym? Like what exactly? Cardio, you, you know, cardio, uh, uh, lift uh, weights, and uh, just you know, basically just a hodgepodge uh, of, of things that I do in the gym. Uh, we usually work out for about a good hour, so so that really. You're about the workout? Or are you talking about you and your? Never mind. I'm sorry. Okay. Cool. 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 Now, so you got that, Brian? I did. I did. I'm, I'm taking notes right now. Yeah, I'm going to go get that hodgepodge workout tape. So. <laughs> <laughs> the hodgepodge workout. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you are a genius, man. You might be on to something. So the hodgepodge workout, you should, you really should, that's what you should call it, man. But uh, <laughs> now, now, Pete, I don't know if you did it on purpose or not, but you did let us in on a little secret uh, this week, last week rather, in the group, on, on a uh, a secret erogenous zone that um, I, I know I didn't know about and about the rea- reactions to a lot of the women in the group and even the fellas, uh, they weren't aware of it as well. But you've been, you 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 had a little move that you do where um, you, you were saying that you kind of let the ladies, you get this belly button thing that you do where, you know, you kind of use the, the ladies' belly buttons and, and kind of turn them on that way. By what, you tickle it or you lick it? What did you say you do with the belly button? You kind of stick your finger in there or something? Basically all the above what you just said. Oh, okay. Yep. Now, was this something that I'm, was this something that you you asked about, or you just kind of was like, I'm going to try this and, and see what happens? I mean, how, because and if you, I, I've, I've, I'm, I'm no Wilt Chamberlain, but I've I've been around. You know, I'm no angel either, but I've never once stuck my my finger in a, in a girl's navel. So how did you know to do that? And like, you know, what, what was the first? Did she like it the first time? Like, oh, that's 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 fun, or like, what happened? 
Oh, she, she loved it. I, they, I distinctly remember asking, you know, being the gentleman, and she didn't mind it. And uh, other women uh, done it; they had no issue with it. So, did she laugh when you asked her? No, actually, did she, she laughed when you. Did she tickle it? Did she laugh when you actually touched it? No, she was actually aroused. I'm, I'm trying. This, this. I'm trying to really think about this. So when you when you ask permission for these things, I mean, are, are, is it like a timeout, or I mean, are you like whispering it in their ear, or I mean, how do you? It's not a timeout per se. Just you know, just trying to see where their heads are at and what their comfort level or comfort zone is. You know, I just don't want to. Uh, violate them, uh, and then they get all, you know, huffy and puffy, you know, saying, oh, why'd you do that, you know, you just have to, you know, this is, of course, in the genesis of a dating relationship, you have to do that, right. but once you get to know them, it's it's all, 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 all no, excuse me, all holds barred, so. All, all right. holds barred, all holds yep. barred. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I understand, man, that the, the navel, I could understand where that could be kind of, you know, <clears throat> a, a really... Uh, sensitive place, and mm-hmm. we, well, you know, now since we're opening up, I didn't want to share. But Brian, you know, one thing that I I used to do, and and and, and love doctor, let me know if you ever tried this one, is that what I would do is, you know, if you take the the back of the lady's knee, you know, where the leg actually bends, and I would just take my finger and pluck that area as hard as I can, and it's like it's a nerve back there that will send chills from her ankle right up to her femur. And it really does. It turns a lot of women on. I, I, but my problem was I didn't ask. I didn't ask first. Right. I, I just went and plucked it, and it was just like you know. And the sound of it is, it was really cool. Uh, right. But uh, in the lady, you know what? It. It's so funny you mention that because I mean we 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 must be twins because I I swear I thought of that, but instead of doing that, mm. I, I I took that same part on the back of the knee and I just put my uh, my neck down in that in that piece and I just took a leg and just started bending it up real fast. Like right my face. Just right my face. It's kinda of like motorboat in the back of my leg. But <laughs> I call I call that, that the uh the walnut uh cracker. The nutcracker. Uh, nutcracker. <laughs> Good stuff. I, I think, and that's what this show is about, man. Us being able to share because if we can't get out there, you know, we're we're the educated guys. We're the good guys, and if we can't satisfy women, they're going to go and leave us with bad boys. So it's, right. it's important that we're able to do that. Um, so good stuff. Now, now, Peter, before we get you out of here, man, you know, I know that you are are the gentleman. I know the holiday season is coming up, uh, and I don't want you to tell us necessarily what you might get your, um, you know, all all of your ladies. But what are some maybe some perfect Christmas gifts that you may think would, would be able to say I love you for the guys who are trying to buy gifts uh, for for their ladies? Oh, just perfume, uh, maybe some mittens and hats, scarves, mittens. gift gift certificate to uh, their favorite store where they can go on a shopping splurge. That's pretty much it. Or their favorite uh, Christmas CD or. Uh, Musician that they listen to on a frequent basis. You know, just keep it simple. Okay, so so your your list is, is sounding very similar to to what like our my high school list. I mean, I used to do some of that. I don't think we really had gift certificates except for the the ones from McDonald's that you get in your uh, <laughs> when you trick or treat. But I mean, come on, Peter. Oh, you know, somewhere if you, like if you're, if you're to step out on a limb, man. What what I mean. Everybody doesn't have the the uh, they're not blessed 
with uh, being a love doctor like you, can you give some people something that is going to kind of knock, you know, the, the, their young lady socks off, get them access to the to the navel? What what would what, <laughs> what, what gift would that be? All right, uh, maybe a day at the spa. They, they, I think they would definitely like that, or even scent uh, of candles if you if you want to go that way. Uh, gosh, you, they had the spire, scented candles. Yeah, yeah we're, we're in the stratosphere there. That, okay, that's yeah, better. There we go. Okay. I, I can see that, yeah. man. See, you know, when they open it up, you must have talked to the love doctor. How'd you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. Well, uh, well, I, we do have a little time for one more question. Because uh, I know y- your fan base is building, and, and people probably want to send a love doctor some gifts for Christmas. Uh, what, what would what would make the love doctor happy? What would make you, you know, want to move a freak to the top of your list? For they got you something for Christmas. Well, I'm a man that's not too hard to please. You know, cologne, uh, gift certificate to uh, K&G, which is my favorite store. I can always use some new ties, and, you know, i got to keep it tight. And, uh, you know, some CDs. Uh, it's, I'm not, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty practical, pretty humble, so I, I don't require too much. So get you some Stetson and a Barry White CD, and you're good to go. Right. What, what about an MP3 player, Peter? Uh, I, I, I swear, come on, man. See, see, you know. You know what, Brian? I can actually gonna... use that. Yeah, I need to keep uh, building myself up into the millennium. So, yeah, that was, was awesome. Say, the man, millennium, you're twelve months behind. Twelve months behind. Get you, get you a shuffle, man. That new iPod shuffle. Like <laughs> <laughs> that Zoom. You gotta get a Zoom, man. <laughs> Hey, the, the the mini disc player, something, man. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, no, iPod. I, that, that's perfect. I mean, I'm a music aficionado. I've got so many CDs. I need to convert them to the iPod. So that would be just the quintessential gift. Awesome, uh, awesome. Well, 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 Peter, man. I tell you what, I look forward to this week every single month. We definitely appreciate having you on and and uh, and you giving your pearls of wisdom because you could probably make a lot of money giving them but you give them to us for free man so we really appreciate that can you uh can you share your your blog information your youtube page any any way that people can get access to the love dot pjb1976.blogspot.com is where they can reach me at gotcha i I gotta ask i gotta ask because before we go, we're going into the Christmas season, man. We want to wish you a happy holidays. You know, we won't talk to you on air again until 2013. Uh, could you could you give the ladies your sexiest ho ho ho? Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! All right, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, Pete. Be easy, bro. All right, guys. Merry Christmas, guys, and have a blessed New Year. We'll talk to you again in 2013. All right, All right awesome. Man, Pete. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. man. I love it. I feel sexier already. I'm about to go and. No, nah, I ain't going to do nothing. I'm lying. I just, <laughs> I'm just writing down stuff. Speak for yourself. I'm going straight for the navel. <laughs> I'm about to go. After, after some permission. Knee backs. I'm about to go. The fucking knee backs. Man. Goodness. All right, but Brian, tell people how they can catch us. All right, well, you can always reach us at www.ryebryshow.com. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at twitter.com slash ryebryshow, facebook.com uh, slash ryebryshow, and the ryebryexchange.com. <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for your support. Uh, God bless you. Good night. Peace.
right now. Got a hard full well, but it's all right now. Got a huff and buff and blow the walls right now. Don't aim for the block, aim for the stars. Neptune, Saturn, Uranus, and Mars. So even if you fall, you can land in the cloud. Better aim for the mansion and land in the house. Sky ain't the limit no more. Look past that. See the finish line and then laugh that. Be the man where you used to get laughed at. God on it, who are they to say you can't have that? Even when you fall, don't give up. Get up, pick up where you left. Confess you a winner. Keep shooting high till you.